All right, welcome everybody to our latest Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. Before we get cracking on this one, we firstly like to thank our sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbis, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, O'Neill, and of course, Even Strokes for all their incredible support. As without them, none of this would be possible. All right, for this episode, we have another Aussie motocross focus show as we lead up to the Australian Supercross opener this weekend. We've got the privateer hero, Elijah Weesey. How's life? And thanks for joining us, mate, ahead of the opener, which is also a home race for you. So exciting times ahead. Yeah, no, mate. Thanks for having me again. Uh, I'm excited to jump on and talk. It's uh, It's been a good little pre-season for us. And um, yeah, home round coming up. I'm, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I know everyone always says that they're flying at the test track and, and they're feeling really good coming into to Supercross. But uh, no, honestly, I'm... I'm feeling really good and, and I'm excited to, to get the series underway and, um, yeah, get inside the uh, entertainment centre and get uh, get some tight, uh, close racing happening. Oh, yeah, mate. It's going to be pretty epic. So, obviously, you were promoting the event yesterday in Adelaide. There's a bit of buzz growing, no doubt. The atmosphere is sort of circulating up there with it, mate. You've been having a bit of banter with some of your rivals like Richo and just sort of everyone's staring each other up, mate, at the <laughs> moment. So, it should uh, blend nicely come the weekend for a big weekend of action. Yeah, mate. Uh, you know me, always, always in for a bit of banter with the boys. Um, you know, I've, I've actually, honestly, probably kept it more little, like more low key than I usually have. I think because I've actually been tr- trying to put in some work and and trying to, you know, trying to more so focus on some serious, uh, some some good results. But um, nah, just having a good time yesterday. Like you said, we were down at the stadium. Um, there was an Adelaide Thirty Sixes game on basketball game, so it was cool to interact with a new crowd um and, and sort of you know show a lot of new people that that haven't know that don't know too much about supercross and sort of show them what it's about and um a lot of people were stoked on it so you know i hope you know that sort of brings a new new crowd to the to the races and and it's and that's also you know props to you know oz supercross for for making that happen um they're really going sort of above and beyond for promoting the series so it was a fun day we uh, we got to go watch the basketball and meet a few of the players and, and sit courtside and uh, it was awesome yeah because you're a big basketball fan too mate so it would have yeah. been pretty cool but obviously a lot of the kids and the people coming up to you they've been pretty well received and how's the uh, track shaping up mate obviously they'll be getting in their building at this week it's going to be interesting yeah. mate for anyone that doesn't know it's going to be a very tight select few guys are going to be making the main i believe it's yeah. 10 so it's going yeah. to make for some fascinating action so anyone that's not going or thinking about going highly recommended or if not watch it on channel seven isn't it yeah, it's um, yeah. I think they go. I think they start building Tuesday. Uh, so tomorrow, I believe they start bringing in all the dirt. Um, obviously, being the little like the smaller stadium, it's always going to be tight. Um, which is, I, I think it's going to be fun still. I think because the crowd's just so close to the action, it's going to be you know like the crowd's basically going to be on top of you, so they're going to see everything. Um, and yeah, ten ten rider main event, so it's going to be pretty intense. Trying. Try and stick in that top ten. You know, if you go through the list of riders, you you sort of look at the names, and and there's a lot of uh, a lot of good dudes, a lot of factory riders. So, um, you know, goal one is just to you know try and get it in that top ten main event, and and then go from there. But um, yeah, I think it's on it's on TV again this year. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Even though the track will be, you know, being so tight, the track will probably be fairly um, simple because they can't get too much in there, but. Uh, uh, but that's going to cause, like, that's going to make real, real close racing. So, you know, for a fan's point of view, that's going to be, uh, it's going to be a good show. 
Oh, it's going to be awesome, mate. And as you go through the list, obviously you'll be relishing battling, racing against the guys yeah. like Rayton, Moss, Tanty, Clout, Dean Wilson, Wilsey, Metcalf, Webster, Josh Hill, Wood, Richo, Bailey Malkovich. There's so many guys in there. Yeah. Your classmates. So it's definitely going to be tough to make that main event, but I guess that's the goal, isn't it, mate? Because there's going to be some yep. carnage and there's going to be some heavy hitters not making, isn't there? Yeah, that's that's kind of the, you know, the thinking at the moment. It's You know, it's like, Tight track, small track like that, anything can really happen, you know. So if we you know we're actually heading to, to Brett Metcalf's today, literally just to do starts. So that's yeah. kind of the main focus is right now is just to get off the line. Um, you know, because if you can put yourself in a good position, um, you're more than likely gonna, you know, gonna end pretty well. Cause speeding a tight track, like I said, it's gonna be hard to to separate from anyone because it's gonna be pretty simple. So um yeah and uh i'm sure there will be um not no shortage of uh block passes and um, people people throwing it up the inside so it's going to be fun but um you know i believe i believe i can get in that top 10 main event you know like i've been putting in the work and i'm um, feeling really good so um you know you look at the list and yeah there's obviously a lot of factory riders but you know i, I believe in believe in my skills and um if we can get that start we can we can put it in there i reckon yeah, mate, absolutely. It's going to be pretty cool. Obviously, you've been putting in the work. So just give the listeners a bit of an insight into how you've elevated the training program in the last few weeks. It's uh, cool and really, isn't it? Because that was a yeah. bit slug that day. That was a really savage <laughs> sand track, pretty hot too. So, But you had yeah. the good accommodation that day, mate. You were living like yeah. more reports yeah. there. So that yeah. was cool. But yeah. yeah, just give an insight into how it's been for you, mate, this, I guess, little mini preseason Supercross prep. Yeah, well, pretty much like prep started for me um, you know, a month or two before Colin, um, we sort of had a bit of an ankle injury off of last Supercross season last year that we'd been trying to deal with um, for the first part of this year. And then, uh, yeah, sort of got that healthy. And, and then Colin was kind of just a, just a bit of fun, just sort of get some motos under me. But um, ever since Colin, we gone flat out. We, um, we built uh, my mate, Mitch Norris, who's actually racing in the SX2 class. He, he's built us a really good track to ride on. So um, we got we managed to get onto that, you know, probably about two months ago. So we've had a lot of good solid laps um, in on a supercross track, which has been awesome. That's the hardest thing around here is is just getting a, a quality supercross track to ride. So you know, blessed to have to, to have Mitch build us that track to ride on. So that's been really good. And then um, yeah, just been in the gym and uh, most other days that I'm not riding, I'm I'm in the gym with with my trainer Michael and um, down at Game Ready. Uh, performance just been putting in the work you know it's it's hard it's a hard balance obviously working every day as well as trying to train in the mornings and ride in the afternoons but um i've been enjoying it i've actually been really enjoying the process and and like i said this is probably the most prepared i've i've been for a supercross series uh in my in my career so um so that's why i think i'm i'm maybe holding back off the banter a little bit because i'm a little nervous and you know been putting in the work and i actually need to put in the results now Oh, mate, you're prime. The game face is on. It should be pretty awesome. But have you got any lit kit sort of plans? You're a big fan of the style and the fashion like we saw at Toowoomba, wasn't it, mate, where you're on the TV sort of getting plenty of air time. We all enjoyed that, mate. So have you got some plans on that side of things too? Yeah, I've, um, yeah, I always love doing something different. Uh, my bike, obviously, um, there was a few sneak peeks of it yesterday. It's uh, My bike looks pretty sick. Um, you know, I've got uh, massive support through SKDA, which is my um, – my graphics company, my graphics guys, they uh, they always do a really good job. So we got a we got a bit of an idea and something in the works for my my pit party setup. So um, you know, just something different down there. We're going to make it a bit of a bit of a fun uh, place to hang out and some music and uh, you know some giveaways and just little things like that uh, to keep it exciting. And um, you know, home round, I've got a 
got a lot of friends and family coming. So, um, you know, I've got to try and try and put on a show and, and uh, yeah, have a, have a uh, fun area in the pits and, you know, give away some, some t-shirts and posters and stickers and whatever. So um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Like I said, it's, uh, it's coming around quick and, and uh, you know, I'd like to have, I mean, you'd always like to have a bit more time to prepare, but uh, no, I'm, I'm excited and it's just uh, now it's time to, time to get it going. Yeah, I guess for anyone who doesn't know, you work a full-time job as well, yep. running your own business, mate. So how's it been all balancing that? Because it's one thing racing against these heavy hitters, mate, but balancing both and trying to juggle it all is pretty impressive, mate. So any insights into that in the last few weeks? Yeah, yeah, work, um, work's been, uh, it's been hectic. Like, you know, it's, it's hard because you get so focused on on your racing and or on your training and your riding and and then you you've got to go to work every day as well and um, try and put a hundred percent effort into that as well. So it's a bit of a hard balance. Like you find yourself kind of not giving a hundred percent to to either one because you kind of get stuck in the middle of you know trying to work, trying to train. So it, it's hard and it has its ups and downs. But um, also on the flip side, you know, working for myself and. And having my own business is probably what's allowed me to be able to train and ride as much as I have because I'm, you know, kind of flexible with my time. So it's been all right. We make it work. And, uh, um, yeah, we, we uh, you know, we don't really know anything else at the moment. So it's uh, it's what it is. We enjoy the process. And, um, yeah, it's just making it work, mate. It's, yeah, it's what we do. No, nah, massive respect, mate. And I guess having some of the incentive that they've brought in, like the privateer support program must give you that little bit extra boost to really put extra effort in and get those paychecks, mate, which is really good. Cause obviously like we always say, the privateers are definitely the lifeblood of the sport. Cause you can't just have yeah. 10 factory guys racing. Yeah. And that's it. It's just not the same, mate. All these cool stories you guys provide us and good characters, cool people. So how cool is that, mate? And it's cool to see that. Yeah. Mick, obviously listening to the team there, listening to what you guys want and what you guys need. And it's being actioned upon. Yeah, mate, I'm stoked. Like that's that's so cool to see what um the whole Oz um SX team is doing. Um, you know, with the with the privateer payout and uh and all that. You know, I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, you know, if we if we do decent, like if we actually make, you know, say top fifteen or top ten or whatever and we actually make money. <laughs> you know, like we're not we're not gonna be going to the races losing money. It's it's like we're gonna we're actually gonna come out and possibly, you know, have money in our pockets, which is which is awesome, you know. It's not it's not all about the money, but like at the same time, it's obviously it helps guys like myself and, and other privateers just get to each round. So um, it's cool to see, you know, what the whole team there at Oz Supergrass is doing and, and Mick is, is um, sort of spearheading it all and, um, you know, managed to, you know, have a few chats with Mick and, and he's and he's just, he's excited, you know, he's just into it. He's passionate about the sport and, and that's what it takes is people like that and the whole team to, to be into it and, um, yeah, it's cool to see, like you said, they're all sort of listening to what we've been saying throughout the year. And um, I think it's going to be, I know it's a short season, you know, three rounds, but I think it's going to be one of the better ones we've had. And, um, you know, so it's sort of a, I guess it's sort of a a look into what is to come as well. You know, when we start getting some more rounds and um, and things like that, it's it's going to be awesome. So they're doing a really good job. And um, yeah, I'm excited, you know, hopefully, hopefully make some cash. Yeah, mate, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see Mick's passion and drive and the team there. They're doing a great job listening and streamlining everything like the TV pack, the promotion. Everything's going to be much better than it was last year at least. And yeah, yeah. definitely heading in a good direction, even though it's only three rounds. I guess Adelaide's probably the number one, mate. But what's the next round you're looking forward to? Newcastle or Melbourne, obviously, with time with WSX Melbourne. But Newcastle's always a massive vibe and everyone's really yeah. up for that one too, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, for myself, uh, Adelaide, like you said, is number one, just hometown and kicking off the season here um 
I'm not much of a fan of Newcastle. I had a bit of a rough one there last yeah. year, so I I uh, I kind of relate the uh, the place to how I how I went on the night. So <laughs> yeah. it wasn't a great night for me. But as far as the place and the crowd, Newcastle was pretty pretty amazing last year. And um, you know, I think there was you know twenty plus thousand people at Newcastle. So I think each round this year is going to have something you know something of its own and something different. And um and and then obviously Marvel with the World Supercross is always cool to to see those guys ride and, and sort of, you know, get to ride on the same track as those guys and, and just be involved with that. So, you know, I'm, yeah, Adelaide number one and Melbourne's always cool and, and we'll hopefully turn Newcastle around and make uh, some better memories there this year. Yeah, mate. Have you got any plans to get the vlogs going again at these Supercross rounds? And also, it's pretty cool what Mick was saying about how he's going to supply you guys with some photos and videos and this kind of thing, which is a massive battle a lot of privateers face too, just yeah. having the resources to do it because they just go to the races by themselves and there's not often anyone yeah. taking photos of them, is there? Yeah, exactly. It's um To be honest, that the, the photo package is, is probably the coolest thing, I think, that, they, that they're doing. You know, like you said, we... We go to the races. We put all put in all this money to to get there, and you know we've got people that are supporting us. And then it's hard to get a photo or two, you know. So so sponsors can't even really see photos from the weekend of of our racing and logos on our bike and stuff. So I think that's one of the cooler things that they're doing um, is the photo packages for privateers. I think that's awesome. Um, now I've got to have to try and you know try and have good good style the whole time. <laughs> I can't be uh, can't be dropping the elbows or anything. But uh, nah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely getting the YouTube back. I've been a bit slack on it. Like I said, I've been so busy that's been mm. been a little hard to do myself. But I've got some mates that are um that are actually um on the floor taking photos and doing some filming stuff. So it'll be handy to have those guys hanging around as well as I'll um probably be floating around in the pits with my GoPro and we'll put something together. It's uh I think it's cool to to document it. I think especially this season's going to be you know it's going to be pretty big. So um yeah i'll definitely jump back on the youtubes and try and get that happening again because it's uh yeah i actually enjoy doing that it's just um it is a little extra work but i do really enjoy doing that and, and having people say that they watched it is cool so yeah we'll definitely get back on that yeah mate it all goes in towards getting more interest and generating the yeah. hype around the series because it's pretty cool mate because a lot of the obviously the other guys maybe aren't as open about sharing stuff and just being a bit loose on camera mate so it's good <laughs> to have those personalities yeah and everything yeah. but yeah. another thing i definitely wanted to ask you about was the chad reed cr22 cup which is something a really cool initiative because obviously racing kids get to experience supercross on those tracks and then obviously yeah. mick was saying for adelaide at least chad reed's going to be giving them a little walkthrough of what to do and what you would do on this section just to you know ease that burden of pressure and expectation because I guess it'll be really daunting for them but it's also yeah. a great opportunity and experience to learn and grow because at that age and on that sort of a bike you really don't get to race in that kind of format anywhere so I guess when yeah. you were a kid you would have loved that wouldn't you oh yeah mate I um I raced one supercross when I was on an 85 at 12 it was my first ever big wheel 85 race and I just jumped on a supercross track <laughs> and it was one of the scariest things that I've that I've ever done I reckon um so yeah, to have a series like that, and you know, you, and you even saw it as soon as they announced the the CR eighty five, um, the Chad Reed eighty five class. Like you saw so many posts of eighty five kids riding supercross tracks and and training on the tracks, and that's exactly what we need. You know, we need kids at a younger age getting into it. Um, you know, whether they're going to become the next Chad Reed or Jet Lawrence or not. You know, it's just getting more kids involved in it here for Australia as well, and. Um, I think it's amazing. Um, you know, we've had, you know, plenty of 85 kids coming out to our Supercross track and, and sort of, you know, starting to teach the kids to ride Supercross has been so 
um, so rewarding. It's so much fun. You know, obviously I, I enjoy Supercross more than anything. So it's cool to to see the kids getting into it and, and passing on a bit of knowledge to the to the 85 Groms. And, and it's cool that Chad's, you know, doing that and coming over and, and putting back into the sport. You know, Chad obviously is put back into Australian motocross and supercross for years and, and obviously continuing with this is pretty cool. So, um, and he's obviously, you know, he's got his son, you know, he's invested in it as well. So it's, uh, it's cool to see. You can see all the kids that are, you know, putting in the work and, and, and there's a lot of kids that are actually really impressing me at the moment on these, uh, on these supercross tracks. So I know that I wouldn't have been doing half the stuff that some of these kids are doing right now. So, I think it's awesome. It's exactly what we need here in Australia. And, and again, just another good move from, from the Oz um, SX team and, and Chad. And it's, uh, I think it's really going to pay off in the future. Yeah, it's pretty cool, mate. Obviously, you're going to have a Reed versus Townley battle in, I believe, the last yeah. couple of rounds there. So that's <laughs> yeah. uh, grinding it all the way back. So I guess, how is the scene in Adelaide, mate? Is there a moto scene solid there? There's obviously some fast kids coming through. You know, you and Medi are kind of leading the way in that scene in a lot of ways. So just tell us about it, mate. You're definitely feeling more interest generating or is it not like that? Uh, no, nah, definitely. Like I said, as soon as I announced this uh, 85 Supercross series, there's been a lot of um, kids sort of and parents pipe up and and get pretty excited about it. But um, our scene here is not too bad. Like it struggles from time to time just because of population. Like we obviously don't have the, you know, the mass population of, you know, say your Queenslands and your New South Wales and stuff. So, um, but we do, we always have a handful of really, really good riders, junior riders come out of SA. And, um, you know, at the moment we've got, you've got three or four kids in, in the uh, 85 class and um, young kid, young Declan Smart, who I've been coaching, is riding really well, and and same with um, Dylan Grumble, um, another young SA kid, and I think we've got Cody Everett and someone else I think in there as well. But no, they're doing really well. Um, junior scene's pretty strong, you know. It's we sort of every year we have one or two riders come out of juniors that are that go pretty well and go pretty far with their with their riding. So um, it's been pretty consistent for a few years now, and um, but it is it's cool to see. Um, obviously Brett's got his Go Twenty Four team and. And he's been doing a lot with a lot of juniors leading into Supercross. And, and I've sort of been doing my own thing as well. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's uh, hopefully like like the everyone sort of sees that Supercross, yeah, it's obviously pretty gnarly, but it, it can be done because there's these 85 kids that are doing it. And hopefully, you know, we sort of in the years to come, we get more kids, you know, keen and, and uh, doing. And I think the biggest thing too with the, with the 85s is, is just kids getting into it safely, you know. It's mm. it's uh it's super important to to have someone like Brett and um or myself just there and 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 teaching these kids how to how to get around a supercross track safely. So I think that's that's been the biggest issue in the years past um for us here is no supercross tracks to even ride on. Um, yeah. but now we've got now we've got a few. So I think it's uh yeah it's good for the future and and I'm excited. Yeah, it's definitely cool, mate. Obviously, you guys paving the way for them and just teaching them the fundamentals and, I guess, reinforcing the fundamentals to yourself and actually giving yeah. up the time to help them, which is something they'd really appreciate too because, you know, you guys are very high-level racers. You know, you've done a lot and experienced a lot. So that's invaluable yeah. when you can impart that onto the youngsters. And I guess what's yeah. 2024 looking like for you, mate? You're running the same program. Obviously, you yeah. want to get to America at some point, maybe not next year, and just even just do an A1 see if you can qualify yep. this kind of stuff, mate. So what are the plans? How are they shaping up? Um, yeah, look, the plan was to try and get to the States and just, yeah, like you said, just try and qualify for A1 and try and make the night show. Um, that's probably looking not likely just with funds and <laughs> funds and everything at the moment uh, going into this Aussie Supergirl series. I don't Unless the paychecks come through, mate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
I might have to try and win a race here in Australia for that to happen. So that's not looking <laughs> likely either. But um, no, nah, look, I, I'd love to get over to America and, and get some racing over there before I'm sort of, you know, done with racing. Um, so that might be, you know, within the next two years. And so next year is probably be a bit of the same next year, I reckon. We'll, we'll do the odd motocross here or there and um, stay busy with, you know, local stuff here and stay busy with coaching and, and then wait for the Supercross series to come around and, and go full steam at that. So, you know, I keep it pretty loose. Like I'm not, I don't really set too many plans and, you know, too many races that I want to get to. I kind of just make up my mind as I go along and everything's sort of last minute, but uh, that's what keeps it fun and exciting. And um, yeah, we'll always try and, you know, hit the fun events and, and uh, you know, just have a good time. That's what I'm all about really. And uh, yeah, it'd be more of the same, I reckon. That's awesome, mate. Cool to see you. The fans will be eager to see you wherever, mate. Definitely at cool and watching there with me wife. There was definitely like whenever you scooted past, mate, there was definitely some <laughs> fans cheering you on more than the average bloke, I'd say. So you definitely got that cult following ramped up nicely. And just on topic of Adelaide, is there any more news on that MXGP? Obviously, we spoke about it last time that there was definitely the people yep. that run the potential venue were always keen and they're pretty driven people. So is there any news, mate? It's gone pretty quiet from my end talking to the yeah. people in Europe. But uh, what's your take on it? It's kind of the same here. We've kind of it's kind of died off and gone quiet a little bit, which I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing. Yeah. Um, it might it might be a good thing that they're busy just organising and planning it, or it might be bad and and it's not happening. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, honestly, I haven't even I actually totally forgot about it until you just mentioned it then. So um, I don't know. I, I I might have to make some calls and see if we can find something out. We got um, there's a few events coming up here in Adelaide, like car events, that I'm sure that. Uh, they like a people a lot of people that are involved with that place would be at so maybe i'll have to do some uh, investigating and and try and find out some more for you mate nah cheers mate all good and just a, a aussie supercross obviously who do you think's the favorite to win the classes mate do you think anyone can beat brayton and anstey or is it going to be those guys are obviously going to be the favorites heading in but it's going to be pretty interesting mate there's a lot of parity there a lot of guys that can yeah. win and with a three-round series, you know, you can't necessarily win it in the first one, but you can certainly lose it, can't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, three-round series, is it's it's good and bad, you know. Like if you, yeah, like you said, if you do have that one bad round, the season's pretty much over because you've only got two rounds to try and catch up. But, um, I mean, obviously your favourites are, are going to be Anstey and Brayton. But, you know, as we saw last year, Mossy, you know, it was only a point off. So it's not like Brayton had it easy last year. And, and, and I know Matt's pretty pretty hungry for a win um it'd be pretty cool um you know i spent a bit of time with matt riding with him last year and i know he's he's pretty uh, keen to to get that number one plate back and uh yeah i don't know i think in the 250 class max is pretty clearly clearly the favorite um you know got a few other well american um in robbie wageman wageman coming over and um and then cole thompson coming over as well mm. so um, yeah, I don't know. I think, to be honest, the first round, it, it's literally a toss-up. You know, anyone can win that first round. Um, just being at the track going to be so small and, and tight. It's literally, if, you know, if, if Tanny gets a start or if Cloudy gets a start or if Mossy gets a start, like any one of those guys can win. So I think it's really going to be down to who can manage the first round and not necessarily win the first round, but just be there in the top three because... Um, like I said, it's going to be carnage at that first round, so anything can happen. But Brayton is going to be hard to beat. He's good off the line. He's good off the start. He's uh, arena cross background too. Um, so I think he'll be pretty pretty hard to beat. But I, I, yeah, you can't go past Anstey and Brayton for the favourites. But I mean, being a, being an Aussie, I would love to see I would love to see Mossy Ortini get up there and get the win. Um, which, like I said, it's definitely doable. Um, for the boys and uh, in the 250 class, uh, maybe a little different story. You know, I think we're going to probably see 
Um, the top three probably be, you know, US or, you know, based riders. So uh, maybe a little different story than 250 class. Yeah, it's going to be good, mate. It's going to make for great action, obviously, this weekend as well, just due to the scheduling. Obviously, the Motocross Nations did get moved, so that's tying in this weekend with the Aussie Supercross opener, So, which is, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, probably not the best for the series in terms of international <laughs> viewers watching it, but you can always yep. watch the replay. But it's going to be awesome, mate, your take on the whole situation. It's obviously sad with Mitch Evans and the wrist injury, but Ferris, yeah. you've raced him. The bloke's obviously yep. got the European experience. He's got the fitness, speed, yep. skill, everything's there. He's a wicked starter. He'll be fine on that hard pack track, mate. So obviously the question yeah. is, Hunter Lawrence, is he going to be fit enough? It'll obviously go right down to the last minute because, you know, speaking to JT <clears throat> last week, he said he gave up, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> by missing that yeah. one. So you must have been in some severe pain, which doesn't really bode <clears throat> well in a lot of ways for NA. But we were discussing options. And I guess with so many Aussie motocross guys tied up in the Australian Supercross opener this weekend, Jed Beaton probably looms as the ideal candidate if they need a late call up and then you can work out who yeah what bike probably maybe jet would have to go on the 250 or jed could go on the 250 because ferris is probably wouldn't have the support that with the hrc guys and jed's obviously did washugo and got a bit of support from them so what's your take yeah. on all have you heard anything that we haven't mate but it's going to be pretty exciting the aussies are definitely in with a chance for a win and i guess you'll have to wake up early and watch it on the it'll be monday <laughs> morning so you'll be tuned in and gunning for the aussies yeah mate we've um yeah you know if 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 Hunter is healthy, like we've obviously, I'd say we're definitely one of the favourite team. Um, you know, just coming off last year, a solid result, and um, you know, and and Dean being picked is, I in my mind is is you know one of the best decisions. You know, obviously Mitch being injured is uh, is a bummer, and but I think Dean Dean is riding so good this year, and and I don't think he's any less of a you know pick than Mitch. I think he's you know. On par with those guys at the moment. So, um, and he's got that Euro, that Euro, the MXGP experience. So, um, I really hope Hunter's healthy. I think, obviously, like you know, he's keep he's keeping pretty quiet at the moment, but I think he's going to be fine. You know, I saw saw a video of him just walking around the next day um, after SMX, and obviously didn't look you know great, but he was walking around, which is a good sign. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. But um, I, you know, we've got a really good chance this year, and. You know, if we can get that win, it's just going to be it's going to be awesome. You know, I think we need a public holiday if, if Australia win uh, the uh, the MX, the uh, MX destination. So uh, I'm excited. You know, I'll get up early and I'll watch it Monday. And um, yeah, I believe that the boys are going to be going to be pretty good. Like I think too, like being on a hard pack track, like it's even more of a chance. You know, if it was on a Euro Sand track, then then maybe not looking so good. Um, but uh, yeah, I think being hard packed, I think the boys are going to do really well. Like you said, Dean's a good starter, so he's going to get up there. And, and then obviously Hunter and Jet are, are freaks. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be cool to see. And But, uh, yeah, as far as, like, whether Hunter's healthy or not and they make that late, late decision call, it's that kind of throws it all sort of a bit of a spanner mm-hmm. in the works. Like, yeah, like whether you take Jet or, or someone on a 250 that maybe, you know, may be able to pull the pin on Supercross. But I think it's too late now, really, for yeah. – for anyone leading into Supercross here. So um, I think we'll be right. I think, I think Hunter will be right. And, you know, you know, those boys, they love, they love representing Australia. So I think they're going to do whatever they can do to, uh, to represent their country and, and make us proud. Yeah, mate. It's definitely a big season for them and a massive finale. Yeah. Be, like 31 races with that SMX tacked on. It's so much racing for these guys. Oh, mate. And oh, I guess, yeah. what is your take on the SMX? Obviously a divided opinions. I guess it's pretty cool. Spectacle, more money. 
Obviously, the tracks played a bit of havoc with, yeah. you know, obviously the suspension settings and just general bike settings and the guys feeling comfortable and the speed. But it was all a bit of a mix-up and a lot of dudes saying they did like it, but they were just sort of surviving due to the way they had to set up the bike with the differing sections. But I suppose yeah. it's pretty cool, mate. Obviously, they struggled to get the atmosphere as they usually would because of the scheduling with different sports over there. The yeah. timing's not ideal for that. But just your overall take on it, mate. It's pretty interesting to hear other riders' opinions like your one last time on the age rule where you <laughs> mentioned maybe it should be performance-based. Uh, you know, yeah. way to win's not necessarily age, which, and I've had some pretty positive feedback just mentioning that to guys on podcasts and just in general chatter, mate. So you're definitely a trailblazer with the idea. So what was your take on the SMX? Um, it was all right. I, it, it was hard. Like it wasn't, like you said, there's just so much racing throughout the year. And um, I, I thought the tracks were really cool. I, like I liked obviously the LA Coliseum, you know, growing up watching X Games in that building and stuff. So um, I thought that was sick and the venues were really cool. And, um, the racing itself wasn't too bad. Like it was actually probably better than I thought the racing. I just, I just was a little like, you know, I wasn't as into it as what a normal supercross or motocross season was. You know, I'd wake up when supercross is on or, or motocross is on. I can't miss it. You know, I got to go watch it and I just can't miss it. Whereas sort of SMX, I was like, Oh yeah, it's cool. I'll, I'll watch the replay or, you know, I'll watch it. I, I think too, I sent it, I said to Trent, you know, when I was talking to him last, it's, I think too, it's a little mixed in with what I've got going on at the moment. It's just, like riding and training myself so I wasn't so focused on it but um overall I think I think it was cool I think I think what they wanted to achieve they did you know with with the um you know with the tracks and 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 the race format I think and and the way it sort of it it, it seemed like it ran pretty smoothly for them and and obviously the payout is pretty cool for some of those riders um which is you know it's that's I think that's the obviously the biggest thing like I said earlier you just it's not all about the money, but, you know, money kind of <laughs> helps these guys get to the races. And some of those, you know, just outside the top 10, you know, 10 to 15 riders are making, you know, their yearly wage in, in three mm. races. You know, what, how can you say no to that? You know, so um, I think it's cool in that aspect. And, you know, I feel, I'm sure they'll, they'll tweak a few things next season and, and make it even better. And, um, you know, I'd love just to, to get, you know, all the racing whether it be World Supercross, SMX, Motocross, AMA, Supercross, whatever it be, I'd love to see it not clash and and mm. nothing like you know nothing compete against each other. Um, not that the, not that we really compete with them as far as like events, but like you know everyone sort of just sort of try and organise it. You know you saw, you saw um, you know Feld Motorsports and and the Supercross guys and all that them come together and create this series and and everyone over in the states is so stoked that how they're getting along, you know, now. And I feel like that's, that's basically what every racing worldwide should really try and achieve is just mm. try and, I know it's hard scheduling. You can't obviously always keep everyone happy, but try and not compete against each other and just try and build the sport up, whether it be here in Australia, there or Europe or wherever it is. Um, everyone should try and build this sport up because, uh, you know, you know, you're like me, it's, it's the best sport in the world. And, you know, we just still need to sort of, get along and build it all up so yeah, overall i think smx was cool um i think it'd be it'd be cool to go watch and and see and um but i know it's a lot of racing for those guys over there i know that they're probably not too stoked on racing that much but especially uh, the mechanics i yeah. think oh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i feel sorry for those poor mechanics listening to to a few guys over in the states and yeah the riders obviously have it tough but those poor mechanics man they put in some serious hours so Maybe we can give the mechanics a little holiday um, break, <laughs> more, more than they get right now as well. 
No, it's a really good point you make about, you know, the multiple promoters and series all over the world, maybe having some more conversations about scheduling. Obviously, you said it is a logistical nightmare, but, you know, yeah. it's such a small sport and shining the spotlight on different formats and series is definitely a good way to grow it and to sort of grow the pie and the tension in all different areas because people want to watch it. If there's, you know, say no MXGP one weekend, they want to watch the Aussie or the Supercross yeah. in America. So I think the weekend that I was at Coolum, you know, I had to sort of cover the MXGP, the AMA. I think yeah. there was a motocross round on then. Plus what you were doing. Plus there was like one of those veterans, Farley vets in the UK where Reed and Emig and these kind of guys oh, yeah. were at. So it was like yeah. a four pronged motocross weekend, which obviously <laughs> makes it, you know, people maybe were going to watch Coolum or whatever. They maybe chose to watch the American motocross instead, at least for their morning or whatever. So that's definitely yeah. a good point, mate. So there's room to grow this because there's just so much, good motocross on mate it's all really good and you hear a lot of guys in europe and america definitely like watching our series because it is pretty stacked isn't it mate there's so much talent here right through yeah. the classes isn't it yeah definitely you know like and and especially now we've got a really good tv package and and people can access it a lot easier than maybe years past you know i think obviously we all jump on and we watch mxgp and we watch ama and you know it'd be cool to have a few more you know people jump on and, and watch our series now you know because our series is growing and numbers have been really good this year so um yeah i'm sure people will start sort of catching on and um you know i always think of it like you know like espn obviously covers all things sports you know like espn's covering nba they're covering soccer they're covering basketball uh, you know nfl they're covering baseball you know so I, I always think of it like that you know if we and I know, and, and, and you guys do a really good job of trying to cover it all. It's just, we need that, that, uh, that coverage from, from, from everyone and everyone sort of needs to get eyes on, you know, every series. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, look, I think this year was a really good step in the right direction for, for not only for us here, but just for everyone sort of, you know, getting along and, and creating that buzz about it. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting times, I think. And I think the sport's pretty, in a pretty good pace. Yeah, well said, mate. Obviously, with the TV package in Australia, are really elite compared to a lot of other series. So definitely the streamline, the forward thinking's going there. They just maybe need a few more races for you guys and we'd be set, I guess. What would the ideal yep. number of races be for you? Maybe 10 outdoors and six supercross? Is that what you kind of would be a nice number? Yeah, I think so. I think 10, you know, we, you know, we used to have 10 outdoors when I was a bit younger, you know, racing in the, the MX3 class. We, we sort of always 10 was the number. Um, and then yeah, five or six supercrosses would be really good. I think, you know, I think to make that happen, we need to maybe condense the motocross season, you know, not have such big breaks in between. And, and then that will also generate a bit more, you know, you know, a bit more engagement from people as well is because it's not, you know, one race and then a month and then another race. So hmm. I think if that, that motocross season sort of gets condensed, whether it is eight rounds or 10 rounds or whatever, just sort of do it in a bit shorter of a space, like a space of time. And, and then we get into supercross, you know, so I think, and I was sort of, I was hoping for sort of four or five rounds this year. Obviously, it wasn't to be, but um, they're sort of rebuilding and, and getting it back up. But uh, I think, yeah, at least five, if not six supercrosses would be really good. And, you know, that gives us, you know, 15, 16 national races throughout the year. And, you know, that's that's plenty, um, plenty obviously for the teams, plenty for the riders and, and plenty for other people to watch and, and be involved in. So, you know, I think that would be a really good number. And, and I think that's, I think that's the way it's going to go. Um, you know, I think the Oz... Primax series was really strong this year and I think they they'll probably do more of the same next year and and keep it on that path and then like I said the the Aussie SX series is you know yeah it's a three round series this year but they're really building for the future and um I think there's more to come next year from from just speaking with the guys I think 
this is sort of their re not I wouldn't say a relaunch because obviously last year was was decent too, but this is sort of a launch into what's to come in the future. So um, yeah, I think I think next year we'll see at least five supercrosses and then you know sort of similar motocross. We just need to figure out the schedule a little bit. I think. Yeah, it's pretty hard. It's you know the people that are making these decisions, they've got so much on their plate. But yeah. I guess are you yeah. open to ideas like having the Saturday maybe a bit more meaningful when they're not those dedicated two day weekends? Maybe like they do in Germany with the moto ones on the saturday and then they do the two motos on the sunday obviously the qualifying race is a little bit different thing but you know if you wanted yeah. to get more racing and i suppose you could make more out of each weekend maybe do some double headers something like this shorter motos just like mix it up a little bit just so there's more points scoring motos per se i guess that sort of happens with its challenges but i guess for you guys i think it was caleb barham i was speaking to he said when i was a privateer we're getting there on friday anyway yeah. so when you, yeah. you're sort of wasting that saturday not really doing that much where you could be doing a race or some sessions yeah. or something so what's your yeah. take on all that i suppose it's good points for discussion isn't it yeah i think like you said we're all there friday anyway you know because whether the whether the race is in victoria or new south wales we've all got to be there saturday morning to to set up and sign in so we're all there Friday, so you might as well have a practice session or or a qualifying session or whether a qualifying race or not. You know, like there's probably a fair bit you could do, or you can, you know, you can get your your practice qualifying done on the Saturday, and then that way on the Sunday maybe you have more time to to fit an extra moto in. So, mm. um, you know, I I like the column schedule. You know, that's pretty cool with with the other classes and and our practice and qualifyings on the Saturday and sort of um sort of just get to figure the track out on a Saturday and then worry about racing Sunday. And um, you know, like I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of race racing on both days. Um, you know, you know that we've done that in the past here in in uh in SA and at a few nationals and it is pretty hard. It's pretty tough. You know, I'm especially for the privateers when you've got, you know, sometimes we've got one bike, you know, to 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 race yeah. and then you know have to prep that bike again that same night yourself and then go and race it again it, it can be hard work but look there's benefits and, and negatives to both um so yeah i don't know something something like that we could look at doing and and definitely this saturday doesn't need to be so dragged out with sign on and and being there until four o'clock so um yeah maybe we get a practice session in or, or something chill like that and just it's sort of and also too if you have that practice session on saturday or the qualifying session on saturday you you get to loosen up a little bit, you know, like a lot of us are driving all the way to the races. So, you know, so on the Sunday, we're kind of still probably stiff and, you know, sore from sitting in a car for two days. So we just go straight into riding on Sunday and it takes a bit to get, get loosened up. So that Saturday session can help a lot. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a few options and um, I'm sure obviously the guys, they're all looking at, you know, what, how to make it better and, and whatnot. And I know, I think we had one double header this year and, I think the, the, the feedback was pretty positive. And um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how they go. Yeah, mate, definitely some big drives for you being in SA, that's for sure. And <laughs> I guess, have you heard any rumours about replacing Coolum? Obviously, everyone loved that race and it's obviously yeah. off the calendar now and pretty much gone for good, so it's really <laughs> sad to see it go. But have you had any murmurings or any suggestions you'd personally like to take the finale to? <clears throat> I, I honestly haven't heard anything. Um, like I said, I've been pretty, you know, head down, bum up, trying to, get ready for supercross so i've been a little out of it on that side of things but i haven't i haven't heard um what they're going to do really um yeah it's hard because there's a lot of good tracks up that way or in in queensland but sort of location is not not ideal you know like and it's it's hard to replace column you know you're at the beach you're you're right there it's such a nice a nice place it's hard to replace that you know you don't want to just go 
you know, QMP obviously was a really good round, but it's basically in the desert. You don't want to finish your season off in the middle of the desert, you know, like, you know, where are you going to go after the race? You know, what are you going to do? You know, it's not like your holiday destination. So, um, no, I don't know. I honestly haven't heard anything. Um, I'm sure they're flat out trying to think about it now. You know, I think we might even, yeah, we might see something soon, hopefully. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll keep my ear to the ground and keep, uh, keep listening and see if we can figure something out. But, uh, yeah, i got no idea at the moment. No worries, mate. Just a couple more before we let you go. Just your plans after Aussie Supercross. You've got a holiday in the works. You'd be straight back onto the day job, the grind, mate, <laughs> running, running your business. Or you've got some more podcasts in the work with Trent. What's on the cards, mate? Because you probably need a couple of weeks off the bike anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'll obviously keep working throughout Supercross. But uh, once we finish Supercross, I'll I'll probably put the bike away for a bit and, and uh, hang out down the river and um just uh maybe just enjoy some some less stressful weeks and you know obviously work is stressful but when you're trying to get organized for racing and and work it's pretty stressful so now nah, we'll, we'll get through supercross we're going to enjoy that um hopefully all goes well and and then i'll uh, i'll be looking here looking forward to my christmas holiday I usually, I usually take sort of three weeks off um in late december sort of through the through the christmas period and get back to see the family and um, hang out with the family, which will be which will be nice. And um, I say that I'm probably not going to touch a bike, but that let's be honest, that never happens. <laughs> I always end up taking a bike to anywhere I go. So um, no, nah, mate, we'll we'll get through Supercross, and we'll uh, we'll just sort of get back into working more full time and and cranking the business again, and and then look forward to Christmas holidays. Really, will be will be my uh, my biggest break, and then before we know it, we into our preseason stuff with Oats and Mex in uh, in January, and straight back into it. No, oh, mate, it all comes around quick and it's pretty cool what you're doing, mate. So, yeah, before we let you go, anyone you'd like to give a shout-out to, say thanks to, any final thoughts before the opener, mate, messages to the fans, anything like that? Yeah, mate, I'm, uh, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm excited for the season to start. You know, we've, we've, put, in, uh, we've put in some work and, and, you know, we're as prepared as we can be and, and there's so many people that have just jumped on board as of, you know, the last month or two as, um, to help out, you know, help me get to the rounds and, um, a massive one. My, my older brother actually works at um, Limestone Coast Motorcycles, um, you know, a local motor, uh, motorbike shop back home. So they've jumped on board and, and helped me out with a few parts and pieces. And um, so a massive thanks to them for, for getting me sorted with some uh, with some parts for the season. And, um, you know, there's so many people that, that go into it, mate. Like it's, and it's a privateer setup, but there's so many people, you know, and, you know, Trent, obviously from Moto Limited, has been massive for me. He's, um, He's yep. he's basically my manager at the moment, or one of my managers at the moment, and, and he's hooking me up with some some deals. You know, Pirelli tires have been awesome. They've sent out a heap of tires, um, Panda Race fuels. Um, it's been cool to to you know get involved with these companies and get some support from them. And um, you know, my trainer Michael has always been putting up with my uh, my crazy you know life schedule, trying to fit in training where I can. You know, I'll be messaging him at. 10 o'clock at night saying, mate, I can't get in tomorrow morning because i got to get to work or something like that. So Michael's been awesome. Um, the whole gym, Game Ready Performance, they've, you know, given me, not only given me a gym to work out, work out at and, and stuff, but just um, also opportunities through the gym and, and, you know, people involved with the gym. It's, it's awesome there. And um, SKDA, Sam, and um, SKDA, my graphics company, um, again, been one of my biggest supporters for 10 years he's uh he's awesome you know the amount of stuff that he does for me it's i could never uh 
repay him and, and, and blessed to have him, uh, you know, as a mate, not only as a mate, but uh, as a sponsor and helping me out. Um, my suspension guy, Banksy, Banks Race Development, get my bike styled in. Um, oh, mate, my, uh, MX Store, there's just so many people that, that have jumped on board. Um, Oats MX, obviously, like I mentioned, coaching for, for OT and Jade. It's, uh, none of this probably would be possible because uh, we, we get a lot of support through Yamaha with, with Oats MX. So, um, yeah, so many people, parents, family, my other team manager, Jamie, she, she keeps us under control. She she looks after us and, and gets us fed and, you know, keeping the, the ship going straight. So, um, yeah, no, like I said, there's so many people. And um, if there's any, I forgot, I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, looking forward to Adelaide. If uh, if everyone's there, come and grab some posters. we got some awesome posters this year and stickers. And, and like I said, we're going to do some giveaway stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm keen. I'm excited. And now it's sort of getting nervous time now. And we're, we're sort of getting ready to race now. So, um, time to put it onto the track and, and hope for the best. Nah, it's exciting times ahead, mate. Really cool to hear all those great people in your corner helping you make it happen, mate. So definitely all the best for the weekend. But before we let you go, we'll thank the sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Cherbies, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, O'Neill, and of course, Even Strokes for all their support. As without them, none of this would be possible. All right, mate, enjoy that training with Medi and uh, do the Adelaide lads proud, mate, on the weekend. Yeah, thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on. And um, yeah, one more week to go. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do it for the hometown. No worries, mate. Pleasure. All the best. All right. Thanks, mate.